0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we edge our way through the final week of the top flight winter break. Rangers are in friendly action against Copenhagen as Philippe Clement gets his side ready for the return. Rab Douglas thinks Joe Hart should extend his Celtic stay beyond the summer and no confirmed transfer business today. Is that a worrying sign of a quiet time ahead or are we gearing up for a busy conclusion to the window? I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight, two of the most impatient pundits we could uh-huh. find, Gordon DL and Hugh Keevans. It'll be like old times at Ibrooks tonight. Brian Loudrop, a VIP guest of Rangers to see the game against FC Copenhagen. And who plays for FC Copenhagen? Jordan Lark. Son of Henrik So it'll be like old times Loudrup and Larson At Ibrox And let me check the date Tuesday, 16th January Not a signing What is going on, Dazzler? I'm worried about him Because he was he was getting anxious on the 6th right, We're 10 <laughs> days on We've still had nowhere near enough business for him And I start, the, the rest of the country should worry Because I think they might be coming yeah. around to the his The Premier League clubs don't know they're playing right in, in this man's hands um, they're giving them, um, you know, concern of the the lack of transfers. See, be honest with you, Gordon, I'm not one of those that the business has to be done right away. I think it's more complicated now. Um, but I'm a bit surprised. Uh, there's not more news of uh, more signings coming into certain clubs. Even Halliday, even he can't move from Edinburgh to North Lanarkshire. And he's still waiting to find out. Oh, yeah, but you know why that is, though? Everybody's right, after him. The man who's brokering the deal is in here. No. He's working tonight. Super yeah. agent. He's got to be, the, mid- don't you, you, got to be <laughs> the middleman in that Don't move. you worry about that. I'm showing Andy about Motherwell. I'm showing him the sights. He's loving it as we speak. You've got to be. Yeah. yeah. Halliday will I heard you clarity number. You know, like you hear when... Like, like Pep goes to Man City or whatever They put them up in like the flashiest hotel in the area mm. I heard Halliday's got your spare room He can stay there Well yeah, contract talks more, are ongoing He's more than welcome um, It will not cost Motherwell much in expenses What about the United job? It's free Are you off? Uh, not yet, no, no Never I go back, they say They never say get, never, go, never back. go back And that's way back mm, yeah. Way, way back But anyway 0141 Hugh Keevans is right Neither Andy Halliday to Motherwell or Nicholas Kuhn to Celtic or anything else for that matter uh, has been confirmed uh, but we'll wait and see maybe we'll get something breaking uh, before the end of the show but if you want to talk transfers are you getting as impatient as Hugh Keevans what are you making of all the rumour and speculation that you're hearing I I like to see the positives I'm much more optimistic than him last night we had a plane spotter who phoned in to say that he had clocked Nicholas Kuhn arriving I mean he got the wrong guy and he was actually speaking about his agent but nevertheless we got there and we exclusively revealed that he was at Glasgow Airport I'm clinging on to that the cynical old hack in me says the medical was done in London he flew up here. Train spotter was there to greet him plane, at Glasgow Airport. Plane. Trains, planes, <laughs> automobiles, whatever. Uh, he's then whisked away to Celtic Park. Now, 24 hours later, where is he? Where is the call to go to Celtic Park or Lennox Town for the scarf above the head moment? These things take time. That's what they'll tell us. Who knows? 0141 Anyway, give us a call. Transfer speculation, rumour, suggestion. How are you feeling about your team's business? Is there a move in particular 
you want to discuss Celtic fans is it just that rumour mill all of a sudden I see a lot more people talking about Owen Beck again it gone a bit quieter it seems to have picked up pace is that something that's exciting you what would you make of that suggestion we're going to hear from former Celtic goalkeeper Rab Douglas and I am absolutely certain that's how far I would go that you have an opinion either way on the goalkeeping situation at Celtic because Rab Douglas thinks not only is Joe Hart a reliable number one right now he should extend his stay beyond the summer so I wonder what you think Celtic fans should Joe Hart have a competitor brought in this window should it be the next window where Celtic look to do that or is he actually the number one still for a long time what do you think 01419511025 and we're about to speak to Andrew McLean who's at Ibrooks. we will take any football I don't care if it's only a friendly Um, so you can choose this is either a football discussion or it's just a human behaviour experiment who's going to Ibrooks tonight Give us a call. I would just like to know because we're in admiration of you. You're putting your precious time. It's freezing cold. You're paying your hard-earned to go to a friendly. And what's the, what's it all about? What, what, what do you look to learn? What do you take away from it? Maybe it's a good opportunity to take your youngster along for the first time in a quieter environment or whatever. But if you're heading along to the game tonight without sounding rude about it, why? Why are you going? I just, I just I'm interested because you couldn't pay this guy next to me. £45 to go Gordon DL There's no chance he would Doesn't even take freebies to games Because uh, he's that Lazy about it all So give us your thoughts Are you heading along Tybrooks tonight What are you expecting to see Transfer business Anything else at all Have you been plane spotting Feel free to share your hobbies with us Not you Gordon 01419511025 Well I've actually got a really good story About what Gordon DL gets up to In his spare time uh, But I'll need to get to that later Dangerous. on Dangerous um, and it is genuinely it's, it's a really good one That I stumbled upon last night But let's go to Ibrooks. Andrew McLean's there He's been paid to be there As far as I know Not much either um, Are you going along to join him? Give us a call Rangers fans If you're heading to Ibrooks. Andrew, what's happening? Yeah, I was just watching The Rangers players Make their way Round the track side Of the uh, Ibrooks pitch there As they normally do Before a game I think this will feel Like a long way away From that warm weather Training camp They were just in In La Manga I'm told it wasn't Particularly warm over there But I tell you what It was a lot warmer Than it is here tonight They did have a game Over there It was that 1-0 loss To Hertha Berlin Philip Clement viewing it As a chance to Keep the team ticking over Get some minutes in the legs Of a few players as well New signing Fabio Silva of course, one of those that he was running the rule over, Nicholas Raskin, Jose Fuentes, who have been out with injuries as well. Interesting to see if there is going to be any other injury comebacks tonight as well. I wonder if Rid Van Yilmaz will be here as well. A lot of speculation about his future, so maybe whether he features tonight or not could be a telling sign to where he plays his football for the second half of the season. Probably no surprise, though, that there's not going to be a bumper crowd expected for this one. It's a friendly, it's a cold Tuesday night in January. No signings announced in the lead-up to it that could be set to make their Ibrooks bow, which sometimes is a bit of a changing factor for whether fans want to come along to these games or not. But it should be a tough test that they're up against as well. Not only are Copenhagen the reigning Danish champions at the moment, but if you look at their Champions League campaign so far this season, they finished second in their group behind only Bayern Munich and ahead of Galatasaray and Manchester United. So they should be a good challenge for Rangers. I'm sure plenty of fans out there will have thoughts of who they want to see get a run out in this game tonight. I will bring you that team news as soon as I get it. Thank you very much to Andrew McLean. He is there. Not only is he off to Ibrox, he's there 
hours in advance mm, yeah. in the freezing cold uh, and I've said this before Hugh we, we do it every friendly we did it at the weekend you do it pre-season you can see all you like that it doesn't matter and it still doesn't to a lot of people but ultimately it's a game of football and many people yeah. haven't seen their team in a while and they go and they want to just try and try and learn something I think that's what you always hope for First of all Rangers have rightly pegged at the ticket prices at a very favourable level uh, there are also those fans who really do suffer withdrawal symptoms. They haven't had a chance to watch Rangers for a couple of weeks. They will be there. And uh, they will just put up with the bad weather to see how Rangers fare against a team who, as Andrew says, uh, have a, a, a genuine European pedigree and they're showing it uh, in their Champions League group. So plenty of reasons to go there. Plenty of reasons to have another look at Fabio Silva, who... You know, in La Manga, Rangers played two different teams, one each half. Nobody excelled, so far as I could see. Mm. Uh, but people want to go along and uh, have a look. It's a strange week for Rangers because it's FC Copenhagen tonight and then Aber- eh, Dumbarton Saturday evening, 5.30 kick-off there. Uh, and then the real stuff begins with uh, Rangers uh, against Hibs in the league. Um, but these are the preparations that... Philip Clement must go through. Uh, well, surely they can't kick Philippe Clement out of his own home friendly nah. either, Gordon. It'd be a big wall to look over, <laughs> um, I've got to say. Um, look, I, I think it's just a case of ticking everything along. I think that the important thing tonight is get some uh, minutes in the legs of some players that have not played a lot of football. So I think there'll be a lot of changes as well. I said, if you're on the way to the game, give us a call. And you have answered the plea. David has got his son Josh there as well. How's it going, David? How are you? David, this is, the, is this the type of night where you just prove how much you love going along to see your team? Freezing cold, January, friendly action. But you're heading along. What are you hoping for? Uh, well, we're hoping for a decent game, aren't we? Um, hope to see Fabio Silva maybe get a couple of goals or so. And... Uh, if I'm quite honest with you, one of the main reasons we're going along is the hope that we might, might see Brian Loudrup. And there we go. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you get a good enough half-time guest, yeah. people, people will come along. I have to say, uh, I remember Brian being here as a Rangers player, an absolute gentleman, an absolutely fabulous footballer. And uh, as I say, Jordan Larson's there, Henrik Larson and Brian Loudrup took our game to a different level and the city in particular, the country in general, were all the better for having them here. See, we spoke about half-time draws at the weekend. Mm-hmm. That can be the main the main event. I want David, though, hits on one name in particular, Fabio Silva. If you do your business so early, it's the only one so far, and you you know announce that deal before the window's even opened, I think it goes without saying that these could or the hope would be that, that these are crucial minutes for him and above everyone else, really. Yeah, especially at Ibrox, and I think it would be nice for him to get his Rangers career off and running with a goal. I know it would only be a friendly, but it's such a confidence booster, Gordon. Uh, it be interesting to see, he'll probably have a game plan for him tonight, uh, whether he starts the game and plays 60-70 minutes, he might change things at half-time, but I'm sure he'll play a part tonight. I'm sure the Rangers fans are going along there as also to look at the lad to see what he's going to bring, what sort of strikers he's going to be, because we've only seen a brief um, a few moments of him when he came on. Uh, he doesn't look a box player to me. He looks like a player that's going to come deep and link up. It'll be interesting to see what he's going to bring to the party. David, if we tie it all into transfers, 
you know, when this game went in the diary, did you expect to be turning up tonight and maybe seeing a couple of new signings? Did you did you think Rangers would have a bit more business done? Yeah, I thought there would maybe have been a one or two more players that I did maybe a left back and uh, maybe maybe another striker or what. But uh, these things are never easy in January transfer window, especially. You know, it's never going to be a a fantastic window to get players in. But I I think we were maybe hoping for a, a, a one or two more anyway. I think Philippe Kovalt has said that Rangers have to be, and I use his word, creative when it comes to making signings in the January window. They perhaps don't have the finance that Celtic certainly have in the bank, uh, and that's why they're being creative. Uh, and they will, I think, I promised myself I wouldn't mention his name, but I'll have to. Don't. Who? Lawrence Shankland. He's been made this offer by Hearts. Uh, is that enough to tempt him to stay, or will he eventually go to Rangers? Will they be creative in the financial department and get him? In the meantime, David and Josh are going along tonight to see if Cyril Dessers can improve, to see exactly where they stand with Fabio Silva and how much of a goal threat he poses. But in the background, and it's not going away, Lawrence Shankland. I've got, to, I've got to be honest here. I don't think that Shankland will be a Rangers player by then. No, no. I, I just look at the Hearts situation. Now Hearts are throwing everything at him to make him the highest paid player, and you can do that. He'll probably earn more money if he does get his move to Rangers. But if your Hearts sitting in there, third players, he's a main man for your goal scoring. Um, Unless it's a crazy offer. And as you said, I don't think Rangers financially can throw that crazy offer out there. So I think Shankland will probably move in the summer. See, for someone like Cyril Dessers, David, let's say he goes and scores a hat-trick tonight, hypothetically, of course. I mean, is that can that be enough to kick-start him once the competitive stuff returns? Or is it going to... You know, are friendlies not like that? Do they not have that impact the way that, that people sometimes suggest they can? No, I think I think he's a he's an awkward one. I, we went to the we went to the Livingston away game and he scored. And I, I said to my mate at the time, if he gets a decent run in the team and maybe starts to pick up three, four goals, then I think he can kick on. Which he, he did at the time. He scored three or four goals. He got the the, the goal against Batiste and whatnot. But then you've got the Celtic game and he doesn't score. But then. Kilmarnock has that cracking assist against McCausland so he, he just I don't think he's a, an out and out goal scorer but there's a player in there and it's just trying to get games like this tonight where yeah I mean if he scores a hat trick you'd like to think he would kick on and then he's got Dumbarton on Saturday and with all due respect to him you'd like to maybe think he could get a goal there so I think he's a confidence player and he seemed to be getting it but it's just not quite there it's the one phrase that would irritate me. There's a player in there. I've heard it about Dessers. I've heard it about Lammers now gone to Utrecht. I've heard it about Danilo. I think if you're paying the kind of money... Danilo's got to be a different case, surely. Well, he'd been injured for so long. Long-term injury, yes. But even before the injury came along, people were still talking in those terms. There's a player in there somewhere. I just think that uh, both Celtic and Rangers are spending literally millions of pounds and we're talking about the player in there I, can, I think I can the player see, should be there when he signs I know what you're saying Hugh but I can see where some Rangers fans are coming from because I'm a little bit the same I watch them sometimes 
and I think, right, okay, he's going to kick on and he doesn't. The problem with him just now is he's not consistent. You don't know, he could go two good games and then he gets criticised for the next five. Uh, I, I totally agree with the caller there. He's certainly not a natural goal scorer, uh, but he scored a few goals for Rangers. Um, it's up to him now. If he's going to be a serious contender, he's got to lead the line. He's got to start producing a little bit more for me. David, I must admit, I didn't even realise it was an eight o'clock kickoff. I think you and Josh are showing tremendous commitment to the cause tonight. Well, you can call it commitment, you can call it stupidity, it's up to you. I wouldn't dream of it. Thank you very much to David and young Josh off to the game. Eight o'clock. I feel bad for suggesting Andrew McLean speaks to us at five past six now. (laughs) If I'd known that, I'd have given him an extra (laughs) 20 minutes now. Character forming, he's an up-and-coming journalist He has to learn to do his... Job. We've been there, Hugh. We've, yeah. sat, we've sat in that gantry. Yeah. You've been there. Oh, millions of times. Sitting there, absolutely freezing, but you've got to go prepared. Right, anyway. Anyone else off to Ibrooks tonight? I told you this is part football discussion, part behaviour experiment. I just want to know what drives people on to these friendlies. Come a bit like that, to be honest. I, I, I like that. I would sort of go to any game. Gordon Deal's a lot different, so you need to try and educate him as to what makes you turn out on these occasions. If you do want to talk about. You're surprised that there is only one signing in at Celtic fans. Nicholas Kuhn, when will we get that confirmed? What are your thoughts there? I still see Owen Beck rumours sort of coming back around. Does that excite you? Uh, and we're going to hear from Rab Douglas on Joe Hart. So that'll be a good one for you to get involved in. We'll speak to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Hugh Keevans are here at 01419511025 You can tweet us at Clyde SSB There is a friendly on at Ibrooks tonight Are you heading along? Can you take anything from these occasions? What are you hoping to? Transfer business there What are you thinking? Celtic fans still no official announcement on Nicholas Kuhn What are you thinking about that imminent arrival? We're going to hear some thoughts at some point from a former Celtic goalkeeper about the current Celtic goalkeeper so I wonder how you feel about that department and anything else out there at all do give us a shout did we not establish a couple of weeks ago on the show that you don't even remember the first goal that you ever scored in your career no they genuinely still don't because it's been annoying me for weeks since you said it I can honestly tell you I don't remember the first game I ever played or the last game I ever played in but fact, who, in, in, in the middle is a bit of blur as well. <laughs> <laughs> Surely the first goal no, is like... No, well, it must have been with Rangers, so yeah, of no course. Idea. So you scored early in your Rangers career against Celtic, yeah? But yeah. that wasn't your first... No. It wasn't your first goal? No, that was, I was 18 at Celtic Park. Because it turns out, right, today is some sort of anniversary. I don't know if people actually mark this is occasion. Is it a wedding one for me? Uh, no, uh, not that uh, type of anniversary. I know you've got a few of those. Yeah. Um, I received a tweet today. Big Mo brought it to my attention. Apparently, 42 years ago today... Today? 42 years ago, um, was your second ever goal for Rangers. He remembers my second ever one Well it's not that he remembers it But there's a video The Rangers Archives has put it up Who's it Rangers against? 2 Dundee United 0 At Ibrooks. Scorers DL in the 10th minute Cooper in the 85th Ringing any bells? Um, n- not really well, I mean, uh, How is that possible? 
A Dundee United, Dundee United at Ibrox. It was a coup scored in the fifth. It won't surprise you to hear it was a very typical goal that you would score from what, like two, yard two yards out. Oh. Someone's kind of shimming. I don't know who that is down the right hand side. Uh, fires one across the face, and you can sort of stoop in and just bundle it over the line. Ugly, <laughs> ugly finish. <laughs> ugly goal. You're winning uh, number ten. Number ten. See, that's why I changed to number eight. I was more. You're actually you're raging because you've got a handball claim before that. I can just see that face. It's the one you pull it, beat the pundit. You're giving it a bit of this to the refs, and then or is it maybe even a corner that comes in? No, it's not. So yeah, someone's out wide. What end was that? Flashes it across. The right or the left as he come out the dugout. Right. Right. All right. Okay. Seriously. So I've told you the game, the opponent, the date. I can't remember. Painted the picture, and I can't remember. I can remember the Dundee hat trick one at Ibrox, but I can't remember that one. That's not that's not the anniversary of that one, is it? No, but on a Tuesday, I didn't usually play on a Tuesday. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm never sure if he's kidding on you. Ah, can you that day? We had a game Saturday midweek. I'm midweek. Saturday midweek. I'm desperate to know who my first one was. I don't, really don't. You don't. Do you remember the first article you ever wrote? I remember my very first date in journalism. It was fifty-four years ago. Anyway, right. Let's bring in Bob, who's in Erskine or from Erskine. How's it going, Bob? Hi, I'm fine, thanks. Good stuff. You, you going to the game tonight as well? I'm actually parked uh, at Ibrox or near Ibrox, uh, and I'm, feel, I'm feeling better because the forecast last night was for snow, so it's pleasantly surprising that uh, it's dry. There'll be no. Uh, rain, no snow, doesn't seem to be any wind. So apart from the cold, uh, I'm looking forward to the actual game. Well, it's, it's a beautiful mm. night out there. Why wouldn't you go? Um, Bob, are you the type that thinks you can see little clues and learn little things from these games, or is it just about getting out of the house? Well, <laughs> no, I think you do actually discover things just even in a friendly, especially uh, when it's uh, a decent team. You're playing. I'd rather be doing it a pre-season, uh, right enough when it's sunny, etc. But I think you can learn a few things. And can I just confess, one of the reasons I phoned in, it's years since I phoned in to you, but one of the reasons was I was driving here and I heard the last caller um, saying about uh, Dessers, there's a player in there. And as soon as I parked the car, I thought, I'm going to try and get through to Clyde because I really got to refute that nonsense. Well, I thought you were going to agree with him, Bob. Oh no, because he's been here five months and if you don't know by now there isn't a player in there you will never know because I keep saying this to people everybody around me at Ibrox in the Sandy Jardin they all agree with me nobody can stand the guy <laughs> he can't uh, He can't run, he's got no pace he can't jump for the ball the few occasions he does actually jump up he heads it nowhere near the goal he runs around a lot but he never quite gets to Tackling a defender, they always pass it on before he reaches them. Um, as I say, he can't pass the ball. Uh, when he does get a chance to shoot, he's always caught in two minds. He doesn't know whether to shoot or to pass or to take another touch. And as often as not, the chance goes by the time he makes up his mind. You do realise, Bob, but you'll have to come on tomorrow night and apologise if he scores a hat trick tonight. Bob's just described Mark Wilson. <laughs> See if he'd scored the hat trick against Celtic, I still wouldn't be saying there's a player in there. I have to say, I have to say, I just don't believe you, Bob. <laughs> the player who scores a hat trick against uh, Celtic and plays for Rangers uh, is an, an immortal. Uh, Bob, I'm going to go all out on a limb here then and guess that you hope Rangers sign a striker this window. Oh, I'm desperate for that. I thought they would have signed one, but now and Dessers would only come on. 
uh, in league games the tie drops when you're like three nothing up and you want to rest the real strikers because we definitely need somebody apart from uh, Fabio Silva uh, to be there because I don't think you can count on Roof coming back and Danilo might be April season could be over so we definitely need another striker we don't need another left back midfield or whatever uh, but we certainly need another striker and Dessers isn't the answer I can tell you that Bob wants to reduce Cyril Dessers to human victory mm-hmm. cigar yeah, yeah. if they're 3-0 yeah. up then I, I don't mind putting him on um, interested this whole thing about Lauren Shanklin we've never been able to get away from it for a number of reasons but right from the start we're still are we any closer to wondering whether it is just 2-2 two and two put together you know where Rangers need a striker according to Bob and everyone else he's the top goal scorer in the country He's said to have been a Rangers fan when he was young, younger, and it, and it all kind of makes sense. Roger Hanna was telling us, you know, well, Philippe Clement has been quite complimentary about him, and he yeah. remembered him from his time in Belgium. How much you can read into that? I think Rangers fans have a simple equation. If Rangers get Lord Shankland, they win the league, and Celtic are second, uh, because he'll make the difference, he'll tip the balance. But what we don't know is... Do Rangers have any intention of actually making an offer for him? Because the offer would have to be substantial. Would Rangers make arrangements to get the money and get him on board? And I still cling to the thought that if Lauren Shankland, and I don't care who he supported as a a boy, if at this stage of his career he is offered the move to Celtic or Rangers, I think he takes it because he's 28 years old and it won't come along again. It might in the summer, though. That's the difference, mm. isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think uh, I said earlier... In January, you don't have to be desperate in, yeah. in January. Look, if, if Lauren Shanklin signs with Rangers, does it give, give them a better opportunity of winning the league? Of course it will. It doesn't mean they'll guarantee they'll win the league because Celtic will sign players as well. So it's going to be very um, exciting. But I don't think that, unless it's, as Hugh says, and I said earlier... It's got to be an offer that hearts have got to sit down so you can't refuse that. I don't think Rangers are in that, well, g- that ballpark g- yet. Given that we're at the 16th of January then, right? Because there is a long way to go. We're only halfway through the month. But specifically on that one, are, are we to read into the fact that if nothing's happened now on that, then presumably it isn't going? I mean, you know what I mean? He's, he's right no. there. He's under your nose the full time. If you want to try and make that happen, everybody tries to do their business early. You can't always do it because sometimes you're waiting on you know, the kind of jigsaw fitting together if that player leaves that club and they replace him and who's available for loan and all that sort of stuff. But it strikes you that maybe I'm maybe I'm being a sucker for the geography of it all, but if you really wanted that, you have you know, 16 days to show your hand. Well, uh, conversely, you could look at what's coming up and say, well, Dumbarton, Scottish Cup, if 11 players, any 11 players on the books at Rangers can't beat them no, but it's just got to be, well put it this way, there's a reason Fabio Silva was brought in the door straight away. If you can do that, you, you would, wouldn't you? You always try. Well, negotiations are complex. Financial matters are complex. And maybe they are trying to put together a financial offer. But I go back to the equation. If Lauren Shankler did go to Rangers, it would be a real hard one for Celtic to combat because this guy's got goals and everyone knows that uh, so the fans think he'll tip the balance the problem is we don't know how Philip Clement seals so you don't think Rangers need much more than a new striker Bob you said no to a left back but it feels like there's a lot of 
uncertainty about Ridvan Yilmaz? Well, it's all on account of the injury situation. If we had everybody fit, <laughs> which is probably unlikely until the end of the season, I think we're well covered in every area. Uh, even take away the two left backs we've got. Uh, Sterling can play there. Devlin has played there. Uh, so I'm not worried about defence midfield. The strikers, that's where we really need the mm. uh, uh, positive aspect because even a right winger who can come in and score goals, come inside and score goals, that's another one. We've got McCausland, you've got Scott Wright who might not even be here at the end of the month. But uh, a striker, an out-and-out striker, and even better if we could get a right-sided striker who can play from the right wing to the centre and uh, interchange with the other two. Good man, Bob. Thank you very much for taking the time. Enjoy the game. Ricky says he's only going for the Majors points. Joking aside, me and my seven-year-old son Leo are en route to Ibrox. Can't beat the father-son time together. You won't be saying that when Leo's whinging because it's minus four (laughs) and you've dragged them out for an eight o'clock kickoff on a Tuesday night. But there we go. Uh, Right, let's shift focus to the other side of the city. Um, Sean is a Celtic fan. How's it going, Sean? I not bad yourself. Not bad, not bad. What are you thinking then? Nicholas Kuhn, I suppose, we probably expected it to be finalised by tonight, but not quite yet. What are you thinking there and what else is on your mind? Well, all I've really seen of him is YouTube highlights, which any editor can make him look good. I've seen reports that former players in that league are saying he's injury-prone, etc. Um, but yeah, well, all we can see is what he does. And, and that that is the reality of it, you know. Any I've always sort of wondered about the forecasting of how good or bad a signing yeah. is. Really admire people who've got so much courage of their convictions <laughs> with <laughs> it because the number of signings that have looked good on paper and haven't worked out, and then vice versa. Yeah, you so don't many. know. You don't know, Gordon. And plus, the fact just now that the talk is this injury-prone sort of a rumour it's going about now. Celtic will do a thorough medical of that, there's no doubt. Um, before they sign the player on that sort of money for a lengthy contract, they will be convinced that he's fine. Players can pick up injuries. Um, it's all about, you know, a little bit of luck. You can pick up a bad injury in training. You can pick up an injury in a game. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring. I've heard a lot of good things. You're right, you can go onto YouTube. You can have a look at it and you can think, oh, this guy's sensational, but... You've got to wait to... Can you blend into the way Celtic play? Can you blend into Scottish football? Can you handle playing with a club the size of Celtic? So there's a lot of questions there, but the way Celtic are looking at it is yes to all those uh, questions. They think he's got the ability to come here and make a difference. So you've got to give him an opportunity to at least go on the pitch. Well, first of all, you'll need to sign for Celtic. Mm -hmm. Uh, He'd been in the country for 24 hours and... uh, Still no one. Which is an eternity in your yeah in your book. I mean, you know, <laughs> the medical has been done. Gordon speaks about the medical. The medical was done in London, and then he flew here, and he'd been here for twenty four hours, and uh, normally he'd been done and dusted by this two, time. Two minutes ago, you were banging on about Lauren Shankland and how these things can take time. Yeah, was, was changed. Mm. Well, two minutes Celtic, ago. but Celtic have had talks and all manner of discussions, and the medical has been done. He may very well sign tomorrow. If he does, then my observation on Nicholas Kuhn would be that, for me, I look at his backstory and I see someone who was capped until under-20s level by Germany and for the last four years, nothing. I see someone who was at Ajax and uh, Bayern Munich and did not get a first-team game at either club. 
And he, a high bar that though, isn't it? Well, you know, he was, he was at both places. I, I get that, but my, I suppose the point I'm trying to make, and I love Scottish football wholeheartedly, but Celtic or Rangers for that matter aren't signing first team players from Bayern Munich or Ajax. It's, that's, just the, that's just the footballing food chain, isn't it? Yeah, of course. But I am asking myself, why didn't he get a first team game at either of those places long before Celtic knocked them door? He's 24 years old. And, you know, the Celtic, I think, are taking a chance on the player because he doesn't have the background which suggests to me that he's necessarily worth the, the, the fee that's been uh, associated with him. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what player you... I know what Hugh's saying, he makes a good case, but it doesn't matter what player you sign. You could sign a tried and tested, magnificent player that you watch that's played with Ajax or Bayern Munich. It can come to Scotland. We've seen it many a times with the English Premier League. We talk about the standard of the English Premier League. We've seen big names that have played constantly in that league coming to Celtic Rangers and been flops. So I think at you're 24 years of age... I think you'll need to hit the ground running of that, there's no doubt, Hugh. But I think you've got to give the guy a chance to get in the country and sell his selling. Sean, what do you make of these Owen Beck rumours? You know, there was a lot of hope, I think, that he would stay in this league and naturally you would assume it would be one of our bigger two that would sign him after impressing at Dundee. He goes back to Liverpool. He hasn't played. If he does play, then he, he can't come back up. He can't play for anyone else this season. Um, is that one you'd like to see at Celtic? Before I go on the Owen Beck rumours as well, uh, start off with Hugh Keevans with opinions on players mm. uh, his opinion on Lawrence Shanklin for Rangers Rangers can have him <laughs> he scored what, 20, 21 goals last season 10 of them were penalties I don't think he's a out and out goal scorer to be fair ooh who should have that Sean I mean listen you can think what you like about whether that good, he's, a, he's a goal scorer though come on you can, put, you can put him in a good Rangers team you might get the what do you call it, the assists for him, but I don't think the pressure for him playing for a big club. And that, that's, in, that's, like, that's entirely valid, that's your opinion, but you can't say he's not a goal scorer. Like, there is a way of measuring who's a goal scorer and who's not. Ah, he's, a goal, he's a goal scorer as a penalty taker, are you right? No, but again, I, I, don't, I don't think that is the case. I mean, now he's still... He's not even a very good penalty taker. Well, he's he missed was. a couple. He wasn't until the last two. Look, uh, look, the way I look at it is, and I keep going back to this, I'm not saying that Shanklin uh, going to Rangers would make them win the league. I'm not saying that. Mm. Where I disagree is, he is a good goal scorer. He's a terrific goal scorer. And I think in a Rangers team, he'll score more goals for Rangers mm. than he would for Hearts. It is up to you, Sean. You, we can keep going on that. I'm a bit late for the break. If you want to mention Owen Beck, take it away. If not, yeah. we can we can... Drop it. Owen Beck for me, if he's going to come in, as you said, he can't play for a Scottish team this, this season, but get him in on a, a, in the summer, it'll be a good sign, I think. No, he, he could come back up just as long as he doesn't play for Liverpool. You know, he was on the bench in that cup game, people were waiting to see, is he going to go on? Yeah. And he's played for the two teams. I think the complication there will, is that Liverpool have still got an injury problem in that area of the field and I, I think that uh, he was recalled from Dundee because Jurgen Klopp thinks he might need him I think I think, I think, I think he was initially that, yeah. I think that's clearly it but it just feels like cause that was a couple of weeks ago and then he hasn't played yet and you, you know like I say the last couple of days the, the noise has picked up yeah but the stumbling block a little bit for me is I think if you're going to put a lad like him out who's terrific I've got to say terrific 
then he's got to probably play. If you're Liverpool, you'll be wanting to play week in, week out. Is he going to tailor out the team and play right away and play every game? That's a that's a debatable question. I know that there are arguments out there that Taylor's not had his best season, but I like Taylor. I think Greg Taylor's brought so much to Celtic. Whereas when he went to Dundee, when he was fit, he played. I don't know if Liverpool would look at the Celtic situation and think that would be a good loan. You can't guarantee playing anywhere though, can you? Well, you could probably guarantee playing more at Dundee than you are at Celtic. Right, but if you've been a success at Dundee, the next move is obviously a a tougher level. You can't just keep going places where he's guaranteed every single week. Well, If if you've done really well at a mid-table Premiership club, the next loan move has to be a tougher one. But yeah, but Liverpool will look at the situation because there's no point... Celtic don't even have a back-up left back. I know, but he's not going to go as a backup is it? But they don't even have that's what I'm saying so it's like he would be in the mix clearly look I, I think that he could push Taylor all the way because I think the boy's absolutely brilliant I think it's what I've seen of him so you're he's now a, he's shooting a, down your own arm no 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 I'm not I'm talking about Liverpool as a club to progress the right, lad would w- w- look at it and so think you, so you've got more faith in Owen Beck than Liverpool do then is what you're telling us well I, I so don't, you think he could go in and compete I think, think he Liverpool can compete, but I'm that. not saying you'll take over uh, Greg Taylor's number uh, at left back position right away. Thanks, Sean. 01419511025. Let me run this past you before we go any further. It's two days in a row. The Make Me a Winner call has gone to five rings unanswered. If you get the call next time, just make sure you get straight on the phone. Say Make Me a Winner straight away. We could make you the winner of 70 thousand pounds tomorrow when we make the next call but you need to be in that draw text yes to 61025 uh, the texts are two pounds plus your standard network rate you can enter at clyde1.com for two pounds or call 0330 and the calls are charged at a standard rate it's over 18s only and the entries since peter won on friday have rolled over all the other rules for this network competition are online if you get the call from us after 3 p.m tomorrow answer within five rings say make me a winner straight away that's how you win the £70,000 but you do need to text yes to 61025 to be in it 0141-951-1025 this is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Hugh Keevans are here and don't worry Rangers fans if you're at Ibrooks already there's only an hour and ten minutes to kick Uh off Um, hopefully you're not feeling the cold too much yet the visit of Copenhagen uh, let's bring in Kevin who's in Castlemilk how's it going Kevin? Hi, not too bad good yes all good all good appreciate you calling what are you thinking tonight? Uh, I was just actually phoning up to actually speak to a couple of things Hugh said go for it um, I phoned up just at the start of the season and said to Hugh about Rangers don't have a good record with signing players and Hugh said to me <clears throat> excuse me Wait, because he said that about a guy called Lugo Maravchik. So give these Rangers players time to actually play for the club. See how they do. Turned out I was right. Uh, and then, just there he was saying about the boy we looked like weird Celtic I got to sign. He couldn't get a game for Bayern Munich when he's 24. So he's wondering why that's happening. There's a reason. It's Bayern Munich. Uh, and I just think he's not giving this guy a chance. And he's not even signed for Celtic yet. And he's dismissing him. I'm not dismissing him. I am saying that his backstory at Ajax and at Bayern and the fact that his international career stopped four years ago leads me to think that he's not travelling in an upward direction. He's stalled. He has plateaued. He 
was at both clubs but did not get a first team yeah. game. I'm simply asking, he's at both clubs, he's had a reasonable youth with regard to German international football but did not get a game at Ajax. Ajax or Bayern I'm is, just is, asking is there, myself Is there shame in that though? That's what I tried to say About the food chain As an example right Not shame because you, you are Like you or anybody else Is more than entitled to say I think this player will be good That player will be bad But I feel like to use the that Is the reason I just don't know if that stands up As an example Celtic's best player right now Pick whoever you like Celtic's best player at the moment uh-huh. Won't get a game for Bayern Munich And yet Ajax are having a bit of a difficult season You can split hairs over that one They're getting better But as a rule as well Some of Celtic's best players Wouldn't get a game for Ajax So are we You know the guy was at Bayern When he was like 18 The fact that he couldn't get a game For Bayern Seems Completely irrelevant No? Uh, Well for me He Looks like Like If he he couldn't get a game at Forest Green I would take Mm. the point Yeah of course But He looks to me like someone Whose career Has stalled and I'm surprised by the extent of Celtic's interest and the extent to which Celtic will spend money on him. He doesn't seem to me like the hit the ground running type. And I, I go back to his age. He's 24. You'd like to think you were getting a, a more ready-made article. And I go back again to Brendan Rodgers saying that he wanted in players who were automatically ready for the first team in this window and he wanted four of them and he hasn't got any so far is that not the point though if you start there and stall it, you know it's, it's it's different like I say there's this there's this food chain if he was to start at a sort of mediocre club but when you start high we, we just we just are where I, we are I, I cannot prove conclusively to you that he will not I'm, hit the ground I'm not, running but I'm and not, you I'm not cannot asking you prove to. conclusively to me that, uh, but here's the difference I'm not trying to I'm asking about the, the, the justification for the prediction I don't care about the prediction because that, that's all anyone's doing but I'm talking about looking at the, the logic and reason of it and I'm trying to put that point across that if you stall at Bayern is not the same as stalling elsewhere but, but he has stalled at a couple of places at, again that are higher up than Celtic in the food chain with no disrespect to Celtic no, I, as you said earlier Celtic couldn't get him if he was a regular at Bayern or Andor Ajax exactly but I am giving you my intuitive feeling and Kevin is on giving me his intuitive feeling and as Kevin said at the very start I own up to my mistakes Kevin well that's fair enough if you're owning up to them uh, concerning other players but see the Rangers new signing Faye Wills I believe he was coming for on loan Say that again Which like... one's that sorry Fabio Did Silva Oh Fabio, Fabio Silva Wolves sorry I didn't hear you say Alright got you Fabio Failed at Wolves Well nearby Munich And then I don't even know Who played for a four Which I'm guessing for He went out on loan From Wolves in the first part Of this season And got broke back So I'm guessing His trajectory Isn't he great and I would also argue that a trajectory for Rapid Vienna to Celtic is upward for the boy. Yeah, yeah I, I can totally, I can take both sides of it, but my my point of view is quite simple. You, you look at Brendan Rodgers, he'll have a big say in this. He knows what he wants. You've got to give players the opportunity. I know we judge very quickly, because that's what we're here to do. You get two, three games in, you make a judgment on a player, but this guy's not even in the building yet. Uh, I know what Hugh's saying about the Bayern Munich Ajax thing, but I think this is a, the kickstart to his career and he may hit the ground running. Thank you, Kevin. It is that time of the night already. Beat the-
Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Still not got round to that ordeal that you went through uh, last night. I'm going to get to that in the second hour. Uh, of the show We've got some interesting comments as well From Rab Douglas on Celtic's goalkeeping situation So I'd be looking for your buy-in on those But before we do anything else Let's play Beat the Pundit It's 0141 You come on here You try and show that you have superior trivia knowledge To Hugh Keevans or Gordon DL And you can win yourself a money can't buy Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard signed ball The lines close at 7 Season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Gordon DL are here. It's 01419511025. Uh, there's still lots of time to get involved. We'll cross live to Ibrooks for big breaking team news ahead of that friendly <laughs> against Copenhagen. If you're on your way to the game or you're already there, give us a call. Celtic fans, here's one you might be interested in. I'm going to hear from Rab Douglas, of course, famous Celtic goalkeeper. He's been speaking about whether or not Celtic need to make a change in the goalkeeping department now or in the summer or even further down the line. So what do you think? Would you bring in a goalkeeper to challenge Joe Hart right now? Would you wait until the summer? Would you do neither? Do you think Joe Hart's got even longer in him? What do you think? Let us know right now if you can and that way we can get you on after this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, it is Beat the Pundit time I don't know if 2024 it's not been a vintage start for the listeners I have to say I'm hoping we can pick up a few more wins Let's bring in Michael who's in Dumbarton How's it going Michael? Yeah, I'm good, thanks yourself Yeah, all good, all good You ever played before? Yeah, no, first time Good, that's the way we like it Who's who do the great Scottish public think is weaker out of Hugh Keevans and Gordon DL? It seems pretty close from where I'm sitting, I must say. I DL just edited it. Sorry, Gordon. No offence. Uh, no, no, I'm none taken at all. If um, heads, then Michael better one. We'll see. <laughs> well, you're tails, aren't you? Heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it's Gordon DL. You okay? Can we get past the complexities of the coin? <laughs> you're, you're a man with the coin. Well, you're in the tail seat. And it is heads. It's Hugh up against Michael from Dumbarton So we'll give Hugh some greatest hits radio to listen to And we'll turn it up nice and loud So that he can't hear what's going on Michael And I'm sure you've heard it before But now that you're in the hot seat for it 30 seconds, answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know the answer It's that simple, okay? Okay Top man, your time starts now Which Motherwell midfielder has been ruled out for the rest of the season? Uh, How many clubs are you allowed to play for within one season? Two. Muirton Park used to be the ground of which Scottish Premiership side? Uh, Who was the last Swede to play for Celtic? Uh, Starfield. What grounds get the highest capacity in the Scottish Championship? Uh, Rangers signed Kimar Roof from which Belgian side? Uh, Standard Leeds. Ben Williamson was sent off on his debut for which club at the weekend? Okay, okay, okay. Let's bring him back. Hugh Evans, can you hear us? Who's joining that? Oh, he's oh. in the zone there. Yeah, that, you're going from Stevie Wonder, Wonder. to Huey Blunder. <laughs> we'll find out, won't we? 30 seconds on the clock, Hugh. The same set of questions, and your time starts now. Which Motherwell midfielder have been ruled out for the rest of the season? Flattery. How many clubs are you allowed to play for within one season? Two. 
Muirton Park used to be the ground of which Scottish Premiership site. Who was the last Swede to play for Celtic? Uh, Johansson. Stefan Johansson. What ground has the highest capacity in the Scottish Championship? Tanadise. Rangers signed Kimar Roof from which Belgian team? Beershot. Ben Williamson was sent off in his debut for which club at the weekend? Oh. Inverness. Okay, okay. Michael, have you done enough? I guess close. I need, we need another winner this year. Mm. The listeners only oh, one, I, one I winner in twenty twenty four. I'm afraid Is it close? Um, I thought you well, well, we'll find yeah. out Callum Slattery Is ruled out For the rest of the season uh, I've been checking furiously But still no update No Halliday, Halliday. Uh, 1-0 to Hugh Keevans You can play for two clubs Within one season We are transparent on here That's in there Because of the old Owen Beck discussion At the moment So 2-1 to Hugh Keevans uh, Sorry? I thought I said 2 yeah, 2-1 2-1 Muirton Park used to be the ground of St Johnson You both got it So it's 3-2 to Hugh I don't know who should be kicking themselves more here though Because the last Swede Like Michael was at least Lichtig, is it? Michael <laughs> Gustav Lagerbielka was oh. the last Swede to play for Celtic Michael oh. at least had the right country Stefan Johansson's Norwegian <laughs> Well Versatile oh, That was a trick question uh, It was a blow to both of you Tanadice United The mm. highest capacity In the championship So he's still one behind Michael uh, Which means it all comes down To the last couple of questions I'll tell you Neither of you Got Ben Williamson Sent off for Hamilton Ackies Yeah because Did Walsh not talk about him? Yes But I can't be bothered Going down that Right He's on one for party or something? Uh, or no he party? was at Partick, Partick And he got sent off That's right In the 10 nil. Against Partick Thistle that, That's it Something like that Anyway um, So it all comes down really To Rangers signed Kamar Roof From which Belgian side Michael said Standard Liège Hugh said oh. Beer shot Definitely not them But it's not Standard Liège either I think that's who he scored The goal against Michael The famous one It was Anderlecht I'm afraid mm. oh, I thought you could have Nicked the equaliser <sighs> But not to be Michael Hard lines No I no, that tight, Michael. Eh? Michael, you got any interest in winter break friendlies? Are you keeping an eye on what's happening at Ibrox tonight? Uh, nah, not really. <laughs> I can't make them. Do you know what I mean? I can't make them. That and that is part of it because I, I'm being a hypocrite to myself here because I said that you know, I'll kind of watch any football and I'll try and take, mm. especially for Scottish team, try and take something from it. I think the last winter break friendly it would have been about this time last year, maybe December, went to Rangers Bayer Leverkusen. And they were granted in their infancy, I think, um, maybe, well, was that two winters ago? Anyway, um, Xavi Alonso, I think, was just in the building, something oh, like yeah. that. Rangers beat them 3-0. I thought mm. Bayer Leverkusen were woeful. And now look at them, yeah. absolutely flying. So maybe there's nothing much to be Take nothing to be out taken. friendly. But anyway, the big breaking team news on that note, Andrew McLean is... Yeah, Redvan Yilmaz starts despite the speculation around his future. He's certainly going to be a Rangers player for tonight as well. Fabio Silva will make his first start at Ibrooks as well. So Jack Butland in goal for them. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balligan and Redvan Yilmaz. John Lundstrom and Nicholas Raskin, the two holding midfielders. Ross McCausland, Todd Cantwell. And Ravi Matondo in behind Fabio Silva. The bench, interesting as well. Ryan Jack is back involved. He last featured in Scotland's 3-0 draw with Norway in November. Tom Lawrence is on the bench as well. So is Jose Sifuentes 
he's had his injury issues as well, of course. The full bench, McCrory, McLaughlin, Suter, Jack, Dessers, Lawrence, Sifuentes, Wright, Barisic, King, Efeko, Fraser, Rice and McKinnon. For the opposition, Jordan Larson, son of Henrik Larson, of course. He starts for the visitors tonight. Former Celtic winger Mohamed El Yunusi, just a place on the bench for him and someone to watch out mm. for as well. 18-year-old Rooney Bargy, one of the top young talents in European football on the bench as well. Just quickly before we dissect that, John McNeil is bang on. And I, I, I was flicking through my head during Beat the Pundit and I quickly dismissed it. I think one of you put me off with um, when I was trying to keep score. Queen's Park should have been the answer to the attendance question in the championship, couldn't it? Come on, who wrote these questions? Heads will roll oh, in that production that's room. Their, that's not the well, that where they, That's where they play. They're only paying rent. Ah, there. Come on, that's where they play. That's their ground this season. Oh, that is a tricky. That's trick. But you still won. Anyway, we, yeah, you we, both said the we same both thing. Said that yeah. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. We did say right at the very least. Even if you can be like the previous caller, don't care much about friendlies. By way of a clue, mm. if Rangers were to come out of. The, it's muddied a bit because it's Dumbarton with no disrespect in the cup but if Rangers were to come back out with a, a big game after the break would that be the team we would go with? Because bear in mind Seema's not there so has that got you It's know certainly I mean? a very strong team Is that, is that, the, is that the, the plan? 100% sort of, yeah. uh, I, think, I think what he's done tonight is he'll have a game plan to say this is the strongest 11 for the next game we'll start with that and then after about maybe half time maybe 60 minutes the the usual one hour on the clock, then all those substitutions will be sort of put into plan. Any man who gets himself sent off in a friendly game in La Manga uh, doesn't do friendlies. Uh, he will be very keen that Rangers should get a, a good result and performance out of this game and never mind that, that, that everyone else can say, oh, friendly, unimportant. This will be very important to Philippe Clement. His personality would not allow him to accept an undervalued performance. Yeah, but if you look at his team, Hugh, I think it's a, a game plan he's used in the game. You're right, it's not... OK, it's called a friendly, but he's using that as a purpose of mm -hmm. saying, right, we'll get this a living. He's got Raskin back in the middle of the park as well. That's a big plus for him, getting more game uh, time. Silva up front, in front of the, the home fans tonight. I think that'll be as near as possible to the team that'll start at Dumban. Uh, Andrew McLean, you mentioned it about Ridvan Yilmaz. There's still a couple of weeks left, but if there was an imminent move away in the pipeline for him, he would just be nowhere near the place tonight, surely? Yeah, you'd think so, especially if it was a deal that Rangers were looking to bring money in. It wouldn't make any sense to play him in a game like this where he could potentially get injured. He's clearly a player that Philip Clement wants to play. The fact he's ahead of Borna Barisic in the, the pecking order, certainly tonight as well, is quite interesting. But yeah, as you say, if there was a move on the cards, an imminent move on the cards, and he was then to have a... Um, you know, a medical for another club, you'd be very shocked if he was starting in a game like this tonight. Yeah, I agree with Andrew. There's absolutely no way. I think Yomaz will be there. Um, I think he's improving every time you see him in the Rangers strip. I really do. I think he's pushing. A lot of talk, Chloe. That's just what's surprising. Not, not I, to say that, you know, that can't, that it always, you know, leads to the departure. It just feels like it's, it's a new club every couple of days. I read probably about this time last night a fairly reputable looking. Um, Turkish source but you're going on, to put him in a friendly media. tonight and risk that's what I'm saying no, I, agree, so, I agree, so, agree with that but so it, I don't see that there seems to be a lot of talk about it Hugh like I say this time last night various accounts in Turkey talking about Galatasaray yeah. being interested who knows look at Josh Doig he's in an airport getting ready to go from Italy to France to sign for Marseille and the deal collapses 
while he's in the airport. So uh, these matters are never easy. Yeah, that, that is that is true. Um, again, it just feels like that is the particularly every team will try and do something in January mm. in terms of tweaking one or two things. But I'm looking at Rangers and Hibs and basically any team that changed their manager in the early part of the season, this is the closest they'll have had to a pre-season. Is there anything new? Is there anything fine-tuned? I don't think we saw. I don't think even the most optimistic Rangers fan would say there was much to, to really take in that front from from the game at the weekend. No, um, just, just wasn't a classic tonight. Any different? Um, yeah, I think I think it's all about getting that sharpness. Getting he's obviously had more time in the training pitch uh, with his players. He's probably going to tweak one or two things tactically. Maybe the way they play, how they move the ball a little bit quicker. Obviously, the new signings in there tonight. It'd be good for him to get an hour or whatever it may be under his belt. Get a goal as well. Gives you so much confidence. Um, I think it'll be a worthwhile exercise tonight against probably a good side, but it just depends on how serious that they they take this if, uh, friendly. If goals aren't forthcoming, then the pressure will intensify from supporters for Rangers to get someone in because Bob, one of the earlier callers tonight was as condemnatory of Cyril Dessers as I've ever heard anyone. And the Rangers fans are not having him. They're not having the situation as it stands. They don't know, they haven't seen enough of Fabio Silva, but they'll very quickly make their mind up on him as well. There will be goals against the Barton because, again, with respect, they are out of their Mm. depth against Rangers. But I think... a game like tonight and the next league game which uh, Rangers play, which is against Hibs, if goals are hard to come by, the pressure will intensify to get somebody in up front before the window shuts. I would pick you up on one small point. It can't be as condemnatory as the guy who called him an atrocity. <laughs> that still is the that still is peak. That, that so was, far, he was attempting his. He was describing his attempt at a oh, goal was that just against one incident? Celtic. Yeah, it wasn't him. It wasn't like a personality. No, he said the trait. attempt at scoring against Celtic was an atrocity. Oh, there we go. Right. Anyway, uh, let's hear a bit from Rob Douglas, and I'm. Pretty sure you Celtic fans will want to have a, a wee debate about this, so let's see what we can do on 01419511025. Uh, the former Celtic goalkeeper uh, is backing the current Hoops number one, Joe Hart, to extend his stay at Celtic Park beyond the summer. 36 year old, as we know, Hart now signed three years ago, five months left on his current contract. Massive fan of Joe Hart. I think a lot, fair bit of criticism is unfair, to be honest. Ultimate professional. He's what to play. I think the simple thing is nowadays everything's highlighted when you make a mistake, you know, on social media or whatever. If you're an outfield player, you make a mistake, the ball goes out for a throw in or that. Uh, Joe's made a couple of mistakes. But you look at the big saves he's made in games as well that have got uh, Celtic points, you know. So massive fan of Joe, total respect, and I hope he's there a while longer yet. Uh, what do you think? 0141-951-1025 It's a man that knows a thing or two About playing in goals for Celtic About six trophies I think Part of yeah. that Seville team And I know Because Joe Hart I felt like we spoke about him a lot in the summer And kind of went away a little bit So I wonder how you feel now Celtic fans Would you like a goalkeeper This window To to challenge With a view to taking over in the summer Do you wait entirely until the summer does that involve Joe Hart staying beyond the summer you know there are all those possibilities out there which one would you go for the goalkeeping situation at Celtic is odd I think they should get another goalkeeper in 
uh, an old big rab, uh, the Goalkeepers Union. He's standing up for someone who's had a, an illustrious career, and no one is denying that. But he does occasionally have flaws in his game, and I think now is the time to bring in another goalkeeper. Because I look beneath Joe Hart and I see Scott Bain, journeyman goalkeeper, not for a club who have European aspirations and all the rest. And then I look be- beneath Scott Bain and I see Benji Segrist, who gets paid by Celtic but doesn't play for Celtic. And no one really understands why. And it's a mystery. And you would think that Segrist would get moved on in this transfer window if it's at all possible because, I repeat, Celtic pay him, but it doesn't work for Celtic. Uh, right, what do you think, Celtic fans? Pick up that phone, of course, you can tweet us as well, but it's much more fun to share it all together on these phone lines. I think we are about to speak to Paul, who appears to be on the line. Just try and get him put through and we can get his thoughts on that goalkeeping situation. Uh, nice to hear from Rob Douglas. We don't hear from him too often uh, on the show. Paul is there. Paul, what do you think of Celtic's goalkeeping position? Yeah, um, I'm just, uh, I'm, I've been bewildered for a long, long time. Uh, I just spoke to the producer there um, and I read a quote from Arthur Boric uh, and he has previously stated um, the goalkeeper is, in terms of, uh, if you use the military analysis, um, he is the bomb maker. If he gets the recipe for the bomb correct, then the team perform and uh, you know in, in an explosive sense if he gets a recipe for that bomb incorrect then he is held liable now the point I would make is there's 10 players in front of the goalkeeper who have already made that mistake it's not well, it's not an analogy I'm familiar no, with but it's no. the type that you would come out with oh, I, I can see you writing that I'm using that the bomb maker the bomb maker um, Paul, it also so makes it, no sense to me whatsoever well me neither really but Paul, help me understand then Paul you think the criticism of Joe Hart over the top I think that's I what think we're getting uh, at. I think it's well over the top I, I, I was at the uh, I was at the Motherwell game uh, at Parkhead and um, I watched the Motherwell goalkeeper Bring a ball up to the right winger. Um, it went over all 10 outfield players for Celtic. The Motherwell right winger went head-to-head with uh, Joe Hart. Joe Hart made his way out of the 18-yard box and stood tall. The, the Motherwell winger didn't have a clue where to put the ball. Um, but yet, Joe Hart received the criticism for leaving his 18-yard box. Yeah, I'm interested in that because this is the beauty of football and you can totally interpret things. I was there that day and I'll admit, Paul, I'll fall into the other category. I I didn't see that incident as being something that you would praise Joe Hart for, Mm. but fine if if Paul saw saw something different. What's your take on it, Gordon? Who gave us his... Stay um, away from making bombs and whatever if you can. No, I'm staying away from that. Um, I don't think till the summer that Celtic need a goalkeeper. I think if they got one in, fine. Uh, I think Joe Hart will remain number one. I think that uh, Rab Douglas is in the goalkeeping union. Of course, he is, and he'll always speak highly of a a, a, a player, a present player, um, especially the career Joe Hart's had. Joe Hart comes under the spotlight a little bit, but so does a lot of goalkeepers. You look at Motherwell, for instance. Liam Kelly come under a lot of criticism. The captain of the club, Joe Hart's no different. 
I think Joe Hart's capable of staying to the summer. Now, what I will say is, I think that it's important in the summer that they recruit mm. a number one goalkeeper for me. Don't you I, I, find the whole situation odd? Don't you find the Seagrass situation totally odd? I, I do, Hugh, because I'm probably like a lot of people. I was in the camp that I thought he would have been a terrific signing for Celtic, uh, but he seems to have been lost at Celtic Park. But I still think that Joe Hart and Bain, from January through to the summer, are capable of going and achieving See, things to go slightly back to the bomb maker thing um, even within that though I w- sometimes and I'm not necessarily talking about Joe Hart this is just a general bugbear of mine obviously keepers get the scrutiny and we know that they're the last line of defence and we know that their mistakes are costly but they are judged against other goalkeepers they're not judged against defenders they're not, they're not judged against midfielders if you're a really good goalkeeper you you don't get you don't get that criticism. So what does it what does it matter if you've got more of a spotlight than the outfield players? Do you know what I mean? If you're looking if you're benchmarking Joe Hart, you benchmark him against other goalies. You don't care if he gets more criticism than the defenders or the midfielders. Yeah, uh, you also have to bear in mind uh, the lengthy career he's had, the age he's at now. Uh, you've got. Quite a few good goalkeepers in in the Premiership. It's a very strong position for our clubs here. But I'm confining myself to Celtic and to the goalkeeping situation. And for me, it doesn't stack up for a club that has the aspirations that Celtic have. The three goalkeepers that they have, Joe Hart has done a tremendous job for Celtic since uh, signing for the club. The two underneath him aren't going to be automatic first team picks at any stage and Seagrass will have to go because for some reason things aren't right at Celtic for him Paul you're clearly more than happy with the situation at the moment does that mean you would even would you look at trying to extend Joe Hart's stay would you have him as number one next season and beyond I just don't know where where you're going to go shopping for a you know a former England uh, national keeper a former Man U uh, sorry Man City you know, uh, legend. Um, he's a stature. He's a, a massive club presence as well. You know, in, in terms of the dressing room. Yeah, but you mentioned I, I Arthur Boric. I mean, Celtic went to Poland without Arthur Boric. You know, so mm. you, you, the world is your oyster. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's a good point, though. I think the leadership and stuff in the the dressing room is is probably a, a key component as well. For sure, seems like a big character. Very Thank quickly, you. Be- very really quickly, quickly before we go. On the subject of Celtic goalkeepers, condolences to the family of Dennis Conachan, the goalkeeper who has passed away this week. I, rem- I remember Dennis well, spoke to him many times, interviewed him many times. A lovely, lovely man. Yeah, well said. Don't mind that at all. Thank you to Paul on the line. What do you think, though? So Paul's a big defender of, of Joe Hart and thinks he can continue for Celtic. I wonder if you agree or disagree or somewhere in between. Good time to call. We'll try and get you on next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Hugh Keevans are here at 0141 951 1025. You can call us, you can tweet us, get in touch, let us know what's on your mind, whether it's transfers or winter break friendlies or something else entirely. We would love to hear from you. Before we go any further, let me give you this question. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Slad wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Okay, very, very simple format of full-time teaser. I'm 
almost certain we've had this or variations of it before but I don't mind that keep you on your toes test your memory uh, thanks to Jimmy Hendry for sending the question in and just a quick reminder if you like the idea you want to submit the question try and catch out the pundits the address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com fulltime at clyde1.com can you name nine Scotland international men's players with 69 caps or more can you name nine Scotland men's international players with 69 caps or more? Dalish. <laughs> Go for the easy one, why don't you? Yep. Alec McLeish. Yep. Willie Miller. No. Ooh. Tell me, so. is Morris Malpass in that nope. group? I didn't think so. Good, I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah, Thank you. I was just getting that out of the way quickly. Colin Henry? Nope. Maybe not as easy as I thought. Is it going right back? 69 caps. Dennis Law? No. Oh, Alan Hansen? No. How bad, how bad are you two at this? Very bad. Uh, 69. Scott Morris Malpass. <laughs> just, just said him. You said him like 10 seconds ago. No. Did I? Scott Brown. Nope. Ah, that's not. That's 69 a is a lot, remember? That's a trick question. So I think Scott Brown's about right, hold on. mid 50s. Or... Alan Ruff. No. There's always a goalkeeper. Exactly, but he's, this one's got a lot more than that. Jim Leighton. Yes, 91 caps for Jim Leighton. Oh. Come on. Gordon Strachan. No. That's oh, great. You, you talk rubbish at this. Calm down, take a breath. Come on, Hugh. And try and think in silence. Uh, although you're not going to be able to do it in silence because I've got uh, a call to take. But I'm going to speak to Ian in just uh, a second. Let's quickly go back to Ibrooks. I think Andrew McLean has got a bit of a injury update for us, Andrew. Yeah, a couple of players you may have noticed when I read out the team news aren't in the squad at all. Dujon Sterling and Kieran Dowell, of course, two players that were brought in in the summer by Michael Beale. Didn't see a lot of game time, but then towards December under Philip Clement, they both started that game away at Motherwell, didn't they, together in the centre of midfield. They've had their injury issues and more injury issues as well. Dujon Sterling doesn't look too bad. I'm told just a knock in a duel, which means he's not fit for this game. Should be back by the end of the week. However, Kieran Dowell has had a bad one. He's had his foot stuck in the grass in that Lamanga pitch during that game. And Philip Clement saying that he certainly won't be available for the next couple of weeks, but they'll need to assess that one. So it could be a longer spell out for Kieran Dowell, just as he was trying to kick off his Rangers career before the winter break. New year, same injury yeah. issues for Rangers by the sounds of it, Hugh. Well, these are the perils of friendly matches uh, in Lamanga, pitch not the best. Uh, and it can happen uh, it's an occupational hazard and poor old uh, Kieran Dowell has met that hazard on more than one occasion oh, individually they all seem explainable I'm sure they are Gordon if you're yeah. a Rangers fan it just feels like it's one after the other um, I've seen it noted you know, the other day that apparently Philippe Hollander who just could not stay fit at Rangers mm-hmm. is now on the verge of a, a move to Anderlecht having kick-started his career it just like we said it'd take him far more Listen, intelligent mind in mind to come up with the answer but clearly the Rangers fans just wonder how it happens so yeah often. you remember you're you're training every day you're playing a lot of games now it's just unfortunate you can pick up a, a niggly knock in training the pitch that Andrew was describing there in La Manga a, a bit of a blow for Sterling I, I, I think he's been a real find lately uh, especially in the middle of part I think he's come in but obviously Raskin's back in tonight uh, that gives them a boost. But these two guys, hopefully they'll be back soon. They'll have a good squad. Uh, Ian is on the line. He's an Air United fan. How's it going, Ian? Hi, good, thanks. Have you recovered from the 
trauma that this man put you through all those years ago? See, I was lucky. He was probably just on the issue with a good team but a bad manager. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who forms the team? Who does the tactics? Bill who Bar. prepares the team? Who leads the Bill team? Bill Barr, he said. What? Bill Barr. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that? What were your tactics? How would you describe it? Get into them, that was that. Yeah, get the sleeves up, play for a jersey, put the hat. Sounds yeah, detailed. beautiful. You've got a vacancy, Ian. You wouldn't, would you? You wouldn't go back. <sighs> you don't want to go to Hamden. It's too expensive going to cup finals, semi-finals, mate. <laughs> you, you stick to just, you know, the middle of the championship where you've been for a long time since I left. Ian, you wouldn't go back there. Who would you? What are you thinking about your own vacancy at the moment? Uh, I was just actually so ashes about. Have you seen the the statement that the club put out regarding the abuse that they're saying that the, the abuse was unjustifiable yeah. that the manager got. Yep. And then you go and read the other headlines, you know, and that's what the focus is all on. So, for example, the BBC are away with Lee Bullen exit, struggling club condemn abuse. The Suns the same condemn abuse. They've kind of painted the club in a bad picture. So if you were a manager looking to come in, what's attracting you? Well, managers understand that in the 21st century, abuse is commonplace. Uh, doesn't matter which division you're in, which club you're with, abuse is commonplace. It's what, it, it's what goes on now. So the club, if they felt it was so bad, they had to put it in the statement. That's their business. And you can't shy away from it because they obviously have factual evidence, whether it was provided by Liebelin or by others, but it's part and parcel of the game. Regrettably so, but it's part and parcel. Tough balance, that, isn't it? Because that doesn't make it right, obviously. And, you know, if you could just click your fingers and make it disappear, of course you would. This is not just him. It's it's a human being doing their job. Yeah. But as you say, you know, when when it's so sort of... And to get where Ian's coming from as well, is there any point in hi- you know highlighting it publicly? Do you think the fans, a fan will say, oh, do you know what, I'm now going to not shout at a manager when he's losing games, does but it? I think a full disclosure is the right thing to do. They've highlighted the fact that Lee Bullen, first and foremost, they highlighted the fact that Lee Bullen changed the club and for the better. Then they got to the bit about recent results not being good enough, which explains why Lee Bullen yep. is no longer the manager. And at the end, not at the top, at the mm-hmm. bottom, sure. they, they mentioned the, the abuse. So it's a full disclosure. Manager did well to begin with, not doing well now, and there's but no need for the abuse that he got. Yeah, is there not a case here of how far the abuse goes? You know, as a manager, listen, I, I manage Air United, I know the supporters. Um, I come in for a bit of that. You've just got to stand up and be strong and carry on and, and keep thinking that you're doing the right thing until, like Lee Bullen, you lose your job. But it's part and parcel of the game. It just depends. I don't mind people criticising you, telling you you're not good, but the reasons why, that's fine. I think every manager, every player will not have a problem with that. It's just there's a line and you don't cross it. I don't think that you leave it out, Ian, because why should you? Mm. What do you think, Ian? I just don't understand the, the benefit of putting it in. You look at other sightings, obviously I'm going to compare to Rangers, for example. Michael Beale, you don't see Rangers putting in their statement condemning the abuse that that man got and he's getting it for 55,000 a week and no 2,000 at Somerset. How do you ever make a thing better unless you highlight it, criticise it, showcase it? Uh, I, yeah, you know, Michael, never... Beale, Michael Beale took terrible abuse 
uh, as managers with Celtic and Rangers are wont to do. Uh, the, the abuse that Brendan Rodgers took here and in other places for coming back to Celtic. Mm-hmm. It's the 21st century, it's what goes on, but how do you ever make it any better unless you call it out? Yeah, I think you're not going to make it better. There's already a lot of unrest at Somerset now um, with the fans, and I think that just upsets the fans further. That the club are actually trying to pin some of the it feels like they're trying to pin some of the blame onto the fans, and that's how it came across when you read all the forums and stuff for the fans um, as well. So I think the the club have put a poor statement out. There was no update on who was taking the interim charge of the club until this morning, and that was probably as well one of Lee Billings' downfalls that he didn't bring his own backroom team in. He just kept what was there. Who is taking charge of the club? In it's uh, it's David White. He's he was, I think he was assistant manager, um, but he's seen many managers come and go. You know, for Mark Roberts, he was Mark Roberts' assistant when he was at A United, and you know, on he's cleared out. You've got Aidan McGee there; he's meant to be some sort of director of football or something in at Somerset. Why is he not taking the team? Uh, what, who do you think is a the kind of realistic option? What kind of names are exciting Ian to take over? I think the names that are kind of do, doing the rounds is Gary Boyer, Scott Brown. Kevin Thompson, they're looking at names that are jumping out at me, but you know, we've got the one that's always linked to ours, Gordon's old captain, John Hughes. Yeah, yeah, well, he knows it. Well, it was a long time he ago. He was a terrific servant for me, great lad to, to work under. Obviously, been out in the management um, circuit himself, been to a lot of clubs, great experience, great motivator, uh, Yogi, I've got to say, great motivator. Um, might be an opportunity, might be a uh, a, a, a situation that he sees that he can take on All very interesting names Hugh Whether it's them or someone else Because clearly You, you know Scott Brown Kevin Thompson Young coaches yeah. Trying to make their way in the game Kevin Thompson's had lower league success And then Sort of walked away And Hasn't had a, hasn't had a job yeah. You know on the back of it Scott Brown trying to bounce back from Fleetwood And then Gary Boyer That rare breed of manager who You know Kind of Wasn't necessarily Failing, just you know, no. parted way with Dundee after very odd situation. Promotion. He wins, wins promotion and then leaves the club. Uh, John Hughes, do you go? St Johnston did it. Stephen McLean wasn't working out. We got rid of Stephen McLean and went for a golden oldie in Craig Levine. Uh, it would be the same with John Hughes. You'd be going down the golden oldie route. Uh, whereas the Scott Browns and Kevin Thompsons are the coaches of tomorrow, uh, so the, the, you'll need to give your club time because it's a it's a very important job that they're taking on now. Because Air United have slipped and slipped and slipped, and they're too near the bottom. Obviously, for Ian's liking, uh, but with regard to Ian's core point, the reason why I call them. Mm. I see nothing at all wrong with the club and they put it at the end of their statement, not at the beginning. Thank I see them th- not doing nothing wrong by calling that abusive behaviour out. Thank you to Ian. Someone has sent me a... a well, it's Memories by Movie Videography has sent me what looks like a snippet. He says it's from a, 
like an Air United fans forum or Facebook discussion. Uh, I don't know who Uncle Ian is. Would they be calling him? Would that be Ian McCall, maybe? Something like that. I don't um, know. And it says, instead of Uncle Ian, bring back Papa Gordon DL. And someone's <laughs> just commented saying, I think he is in still game now. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, his life yeah. is like a TV uh, sitcom, comedy, drama, whatever you want. He's been, he's been through the mill last night. I'll tell you about it next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Final parts of tonight's show Gordon DL and Hugh Keevans I think we're going to talk Well Well Let's have more guesses Is Andy Robertson Got 69 caps Best of sound There we go We're back So thanks to Jimi Hendry For the question We're looking for 9 Scotland internationals With 69 caps or more You've got McLeish Leighton and Dalgleish Craig Gordon must be one Yes 74 um, Dan Fletcher? Yep, 80. Come on, Hugh, geezer. I'm just shooting it. Four in. to get. Four to get? Mm hmm. And Andy Roberts on that one. Nice, 67. Oh, I oh. think they. Um, Paul McStay must be in there Yeah, 76 There we go Okay right, uh, Three there. to get We'll get them before the end I did say before the break You have had uh, quite an ordeal Quite a 24 hours And I'm delighted to say <sighs> that I somehow you're always at the bottom they of this. Keep, not, not at the bottom yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. I'm like a, a, an extra, if you like, in the, <laughs> in the story. So I get home last night from the show, um, just sort of relaxing as you do, trying to get the feet up, and I get a message from someone I know, someone from the, the Motherwell area, Matthew, mm. will, will give me his, his proper name. Can I, can I tell the story? Um, <laughs> I suppose, yeah, let's do it in can, that can, order. Yeah, because yeah, I had a security breach in the house last night. Um, but I, I do think it's important to establish the fact that I received this message I, first. No, I'm coming to that. No, okay. you received it later. So what what happened to you was I was sitting in the recliner, uh, minding my own business, watching, and the next minute I hear a voice walking down my hall, talking about uh, smoking something. Right? I thought I better head for the Bob Marley record here I feel I'm in for a Stop long it. <laughs> as I approach as I opened my door I was faced with a six foot four <laughs> human being I don't know if he's that tall he's, uh, a, big uh, lad, he's a big boy he's a big boy and um, in your house just I, he was in he was nearly in the living room just opened the front door and yeah, just, walked straight just barged in. straight in straight in right but the, so basically you around this time I, I've now received a message right to say um, basically uh Look, someone I know in the local area, he says, my mate lives in the same flats as Gordon DL. I've just walked up the straight stairs. I've went straight into his house thinking it was my pals. He's on the same floor but at the opposite end, redneck, tell him I'm sorry. This is the bit. I think I've woken him up from a sleep on his couch. <laughs> is, that what you, is that what you were doing? No, I wasn't sleeping. What were you doing? I wasn't sleeping. I was just watching the TV. Watching what? Um, that programme. Why? Up. He said you were looking like flushed. Yeah, I was. <laughs> he did genuinely said that. I was flushed when I seen the size of him. I thought, oh my goodness. Um, so he's just walked into the wrong house and it happens to be yours. Right, but the annoying thing about it, Hugh, was, right, I've ushered him back out and I'm I'm, I'm doing very well. I'm like a, what do you call the people that talk people down and all that? But what do you call so it? Let's just say bouncer and we'll sleep right. there. So I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing him back out the door <laughs> and I eventually get him out and I go to lock the door and I can't now find my keys, right? So I've got him out and I'm thinking, that's fine. He was a nice enough guy. Two seconds later, my phone rings. And it's this man here. 
there's somebody just walking <laughs> in <laughs> and I'm going how did she how did she know that of all the of all the doorways you could darken oh, in the Motherwell area Hugh imagine just being mixed up you go in the wrong door and it's his and this guy Imagine is it was Wednesday. In, in, I need, in the I, hall. I'd have come out the truck. I had to come out there and swinging. Where you live, they really need a neighbourhood watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. But do you know what's the brilliant symmetry of this? You've done that to somebody else. Remember yeah, years ago? Yeah, walked into Jock's. No. You thought you were going to your pal Jock McStay's house, and, walked into and you walked into someone else's. And you, what were you shouting again? Uh, I'm in to rob you. It's your, <laughs> it's your uh, uncle Gordon. I'm in to rob you. But this guy, this guy and was someone's actually. Someone's now the, done it to you. He was actually the same. He's talking loud, walking in, right? And then when I opened the door and I just I faced Oof. him. That's him probably now. Want to know what's happening? Then I tried to usher him back out and I'm thinking... Did your backside go? Were you panicking? I, do you know Be something? Honest. I was a wee bit calm. He's a, he's a big boy. Oh, he is a big lad. Uh, but sort of an experience kicked in because I've done it to other people. Did well, you go on the aggressive? Did you, no, did you go no, on the front no, foot? No, 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 no. I was there and I could see him really apologising. I thought, right, I'll get him out. But then I couldn't lock my door. I couldn't find my keys. Right, and I'm why, thinking... Why was your but, door not locked in the first place? I, right, there's a story to that as well. I can't go over it. But then I'm <laughs> okay. thinking too, he stole my keys. He's coming back when I'm sleeping. Right, so I'm thinking I better get across that hall. So I went and put my my bother boots on uh, and I thought I need to maybe square up to this lad here uh, and then by mm-hmm. pure luck I found where my keys were I just honestly there's I, another I bit of this the... story that I can't tell oh now we're interested see I, I feel left out of all this now we only have problems with dog fowl in Bear's <laughs> Den exactly you live in an entirely different part of the country uh, I just lo- I love the, what are the chances nice but nice guy you just barge into somebody's house by accident it's Gordon DL's house you've <laughs> You've, you've caught him doing something you don't know what but he's looking shifty as he comes to but the but that's why you didn't get into the he, living room as he comes into the hall and then to make matters worse he, he knows me so he sent me the message straight away I, I think you're always you always know everything I'm I've doing told for you, some I've reason I, and I, I sort of pride myself in the fact that I've got a lot of people around that keep me informed of what you're up to I've never had them they break into your house before though yeah but the scary, this was a real high point for me the scary point is when I got everything sorted and I sat down your first phone call I looked down I went why is he phoning me and all I heard was somebody just walked into your house <laughs> <laughs> think he sent me instantly then did oh, I get in touch that 100%, quick 100% 100% he sent you that within two or three minutes Honestly, I, I spent all night in tears because I was getting loads of follow-up message about what him and his mate was were planning to do, and, and he, he was saying that you're the same size as his mate, but then he's, he was spooked by your white hair and all this stuff. And anyway, brilliant. You're gonna lock your door tonight? Oh, it's locked. Well, the windows are even locked even Spider-Man couldn't get in there <laughs> good on you right we're nearly at kick off time <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe it's an 8 o'clock kick off in this oh. friendly we could have just <laughs> is surely... Andrew still Andrew you still still there still... oh yes me and maybe around 15,000 others are here inside <sighs> Ibrox it is getting colder by the minute I can tell you that 15 hardy souls 15,000 hardy souls oh, it has yeah. to be said and you. snow's on the way Andy Oh, thanks for that, Hugh. That's an even better update for me. Yeah, you'll make it home by Thursday morning, but there we go. So, just about, I guess, minutes in the, the legs as the cliche goes, Andrew. Yeah, minutes in the legs. A chance for Philip Clement as well to maybe test a few things out and also the chance for these supporters to get a better look at Fabio Silva as well. Of course, he made a cameo in that last game before the winter break, played a bit over in La Manga in that closed-door game, but a start here at Ibrox, so you'll get... 
at least 45 minutes, you'd think. So it'll be an interesting one for the fans to see what he's capable of, whether they think he is a better option up top than the ones they've had in the first half of the season. And maybe it'll give Philip Clement a bit of thinking time to see what else he needs to do to this squad ahead of the end of this January window. Well, you never know, 15,000 there. Surely a couple of you will want to phone in tomorrow and let us know what you made of it. Even if it was that you didn't take much away from it, you can still give us a call and... It's a good chance to hear from Philippe Clement as well, an update on transfer plans and so on. You can catch all of that on the show tomorrow night from 6. In the meantime, Jamie Hendry wants to know, can you name nine Scotland international men's players with 69 caps or more? You've got Craig Gordon, Paul McStay, Alex McLeish, Darren Fletcher, Jim Layton and Kenny Dalgleish. Three more. Hugh? Gary McAllister? Nope. There's one I can't believe they never got. You better believe it. Coisty. No. Oh. He's on the show. Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller. Oh. 69 caps indeed. 68 more than Mark Wilson. It wasn't him. He's not one of the answers. <laughs> Two to get. Uh, Craig Burley? Nope. Um, what kind of ear are we Two? Talking about? Similar ear. Both of them would have got... Yeah, I think... David Weir. Yep. Same era. World Cup 98. Prime. I mean, he's played the knock. Cross eras if he's got 72 caps this guy but had a big and unfortunate part to play at the Tom World Cup Boyd. Tom Boyd ah, 72 well done, caps thank you Hugh thank you Gordon and thank you for your calls your tweets and your company always much appreciated I know it's the winter break there's not that much football but you're still here still listening still giving us plenty uh, of communication on the phones and on Twitter so much appreciated we'll do it again tomorrow with Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley from 6 And in the meantime, you might as well stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next.